Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Practical Wisdom. And this is season one, where we talk about overcoming the fear of success. Today's special guest is a coach, friend, and mentor of mine. Her name is Carrie Morton. Say hi to everyone, Miss Carrie. Hello. How are you I'm doing happy to today? be here. I'm doing great. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you're here too. We were ch- we were pre pre um chatting before the show. Um, and it was supposed to be about five minutes. So 15 minutes later, um, <laughs> 30 minutes later, here we are. So <laughs> thank you for that. But um, I'm really excited to talk about this topic with you because you have this very rich background in coaching and different modalities. And so I, my first question is, um, how would you personally define success? Mm, I love this question. It's so interesting, and I hope you'll permit me a little pop culture here because in this time that we're in right now, I've um, I've had a little more time with my children, and I um, one of my sons wanted to, with some of his downtime, watch all the Marvel movies again, and I was like, okay, you know, and there's an old part of me that thinks that that's like not productive time. I should be working on my business and not. And yet, even there, even everywhere we look, there's there's messages for us and positive signs, and one of the things that I just found so brilliant was a, 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 a mom character of a God says, you know, because he's struggling for the first time in his life. She said, we all fail at who we're supposed to be. The true measure of success is that is, you know, the true measure of a person is succeeding at who you already are being who you already are. And that just struck me in such a big, beautiful way because I think that's where I've come full circle in my own personal growth and in my coaching with my clients and in my parenting, you know, my, my, um, my unpaid clients (laughs) is this idea that success is totally embracing who you are and, and enjoying all the gifts and tools you've picked up along the way to express that. That's beautiful. I am, I just came up for me too. I I was talking to, um, a friend of mine, actually, I think we both know her, but her name is um, Tanya, and she is um, an epilepsy, uh, an adult with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And she just launched her website yesterday, and she asked me to take a look at it. And so I did, and I went through, and I thought it was amazing. And then she said, you know, do you think I can call myself an expert in, you know, positive epilepsy? There's a larger, po- and I said, Hell yes. <laughs> yes. It's exactly what I said, but I thought about because it. Because yes, I know how magical she is. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But I was like, uh, well, of course. And and so, but I got curious. I was like, I was really curious on what would make you think you weren't? Like you are the embodiment of it, right? You you are the one who's struggled and overcome and found all of these solutions. And um and and I think that was that piece with success is uh Whose version of success are you comparing yourself against? Right. And who says, who decides who's the expert? Right. Exactly. One one thing I have always enjoyed, especially when I coach entrepreneurs, you know, I don't always, but when I do, it's a great reminder that we're not here. We're not all here to become Oprah, right? Like Oprah had to get really good at being Oprah and figuring it out. If you listen to her, her recent stories she shared all along the way, the best things happen when she was rejected or quote unquote failed, right? Because then she found out who she was. 
And um, we're here to become more yourselves. So for me, you know, I've done a lot of studying of success and a lot of trying to understand it as I've helped other people with their own version of success. And truly what it's about is that journey of being super comfortable wherever you're at and, and knowing that like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. That's, that's my true measure of success. Cause as you know, you have four children. I have three. We both have um, a child with some extra needs and who have taught us so much. And so it's taught us that our timelines, you know, kind of widen and our focus has to come into play. I just heard a mentor, both of ours say something very similar to that, that the timing of things teaches us how to be nimble and it helps us deepen our grit along the way. And, and then we get to constantly redefine what success is. And our work along the way, like um, in the book, The Big Leap, that I really, really love, which talks about this very thing, like how do we expand our container to receive more as we grow? Because I think you and I have both seen where you can do all this work, all this work to create what you want, but for some reason have trouble receiving it and accepting it and believing it. So there's, there's the, the simultaneous work of working on your receivability so that as your expander, ex, your container expands, your roots get to flop, you know, wider and go deeper. And I think that that's the invitation here. No matter what's happening, are we, are we also growing our container to receive it all? Mm-hmm. Um, so we can enjoy it and connect to it and share it. That's beautiful. I actually brought up an unexpected thought for me. Um, I'm reading a book called A Course in Miracles. And one of the very first lines in the book says that there is no, oh, I might, I'm like, oh, I'm so emotional about it. There is no big or small miracle. All of them are love at its maximal point. And I think if you allow me that, that extra leeway to say, what if success and the word success and the word miracle were interchanged in that? Mm. There is no small or giant success if success is coming from a place of maximum love. Mm. What do you think about that? That really touched me deeply. I was like, oh, I don't know where that came from. One of one of um in both of our training and nlp we've both experienced in fact we got to experience together the um the experience chain the belief chain and we talk about that like you know that idea that we get to step back and see let's see if i'm gonna you know like that progress equals success and sometimes we have to really step back and look at like, how do we define progress? Sometimes progress isn't oh, like, I achieved this, I got this done, I made this much money. Sometimes it is. And that also deserves more celebration than we tend to stop and give it. So I don't want to gloss over that. But sometimes progress is, wow, this kind of thing used to throw me for a loop, throw me off my feet and send me reeling. And right now, while I'm actually paying attention to it, I notice that I'm not responding the way I used to, in fact. I, I've, I've rooted deeper and I use this as a beautiful opportunity to invite more in. That's progress. That's huge progress. That to me is just as much about 
that, that defines success just as much as our bank accounts do. Absolutely. Um, and a great example would be my current today's version of success is learning to be more and do less. So mm. if we use the old, like the old paradigm or my old paradigm of what does success look like, it was like marching toward a thing or an outcome or a desired state. And really right now I'm, I'm choosing to define success as being in the state that I'm in, which is really hard for me, actually. Like I'm kind of, I've always been a very doing will, will uncover clarity. Uh, but sometimes being is also a way to be clear. And uh, so I've, I've found it, I love hearing what other people think because I'll very often, I think we say success is like how many dollars are in the bank account, right? Or did we become the first CEO of, you know, by 30 or those types of things. But what if what you want and you desire is not that, right? Mm -hmm. Is it any less success? Is it any less a miracle? I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, so that's kind of where I'm standing with that. So if, if, we pick our version of success. You and I have our own thoughts on that. Then, then what is fear? Like, how would you describe fear? Independent of success, just, just what does fear look like or show up for us, for you? Oh, this is a great question because it's, it's a big topic right now with my children. Um, just happens mm. to be, it's that time of year where you're ending the school year and thinking of the next year, taking some leaps into college or the next grade up or high school for the first time, that kind of thing. So we talk about that and I can relate and so can my husband in, in different ways. So for me, fear, fear has, a, has some different forms. It's here to tell us something. It's here for us. Sometimes it's to signal like this thing that you're afraid of is coming up because you need to walk through it. Like, you know, I used to always say like, what's one thing that I'm afraid of, but I know if I step into it, it's, it's going to help me grow. And that would be something like stand-up comedy or <laughs> you know, something like that. Like that's big, but it comes up for me. It's like this thing there that I'm like, okay, I need to do it. But then obviously fear is also really helpful, you know, like that it, it teaches us to listen to our intuition when, when something isn't safe. It really like, so, so like it, it shows up in different ways. The way I think it gets in the way of success and we think it's fear is really just our inner critic being afraid of change and needing a little bit more information and a little bit more checking in and grounding before it can say, okay, let's go ahead and go for that. So I, I feel like that, like if we're not paying attention and we just go, oh, I'm afraid. So no, I'm not going. Then we keep ourselves where we are and we don't grow. Mm -hmm. Like deciding what kind of fear it is. Is it here to challenge me and invite me? Is it here to keep me truly physically safe? Or is it here to keep me safe from success? Because that's not what I want, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, and, and you can think of it like, like a friend. Um, there's our supportive friends. There's our like challenging friends. And there's our, you know, sabotaging friends. And like the supportive friends seems like the best. But truly sometimes they're keeping us from growing. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's kind of how fear shows up for us. It's like that friend that's like, we're fine. Let's not do that. It's okay. So is, is fear good or bad? I, I, it's funny because it, it, it would be, I would, it, it, I don't want to be so quick to say it's good, but because I believe, because I've done a lot of work to believe that everything that shows up is good for us to like 
to kind of grow through and go, huh, that's interesting. Let me get curious about why I'm feeling afraid. I think it's good. I think it's good. It keeps me awake to what's coming up and what needs attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be bad if we let it like have the keys and take over and we, it, we stay in a state of fear and we don't ask for help. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think for me, I've, I've come to a place where I believe that um, it's an emotion and so it doesn't have a judgment of good or bad. Mm, it, it, just, it just is um, part of our body's innate alarm system that says, hey, there's a saber-toothed tiger or something equivalent to that around the corner. You should pay attention. And then it's how we decide to respond. I think that gives it a judgment or possible judgment. No, it's a really beautiful distinction. I'm glad you made that because you're right. It's the meaning we attach to it. The stories we tell ourselves, right? That Mm -hmm. we're just like, oh, I'm scared of that. And so it's stopping me from doing it. So So if we recast that, so if we believe that fear or emotions are um, there to help us go to be our best selves, um, then fearing success is really like not listening, right? <laughs> and not knowing where we're going, kind of at, at both both sides of that. So it, in your, like you've been coaching significantly longer than I have, not because you're older, but just because you've been doing this longer. But I am. <laughs> By like five minutes. I just had a birthday. I'm older now. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways to even, even recognize if an emotion might be stopping you from being your best self, if, if that's how you define success? Are there any practical things that you've worked through in, in your different teachings that might help others? I think that... Um... Having a practice, well, if you have a daily way of checking in with yourself, a daily ritual where, where you, you allow room for that to come up, whether it's through writing or, you know, meditating or through movement, but having some way that, like, you don't hide from yourself, right? But, but it's loving and it's, it's not like being in the, you know, interrogator seat. But having a way of mining for it and just checking in, I think, is... Um, is number one. And if you don't, and you recognize that something's coming up is really truly giving yourself permission to step back and believe that in doing so, you're going to, you're going to be able to course correct by just giving it the attention it needs. So what is it? I am feeling something. I need a little bit of time. could be 10 minutes. could be a whole weekend. could be a week. Um, but you know, given whatever the context of your life and your parameters and your, could be just the bathroom, right? But what is it? Because I think that's what we're learning more and more from like even wiser sources that we have access to now. If you can name the emotion, name the feeling, name whatever's coming up without judgment, you're going to be able to move through it with like the team of all parts of you that, that are here in your favor. So Am I answering your question? Because I feel like well, I just walked into this visual. Yeah, I, I saw I myself you. in the bathroom, like gathering all my parts, right? Um, They're so fun. I think that the, like what I heard, if, if I could rephrase, rephrase it, um, there are a couple really good little nuggets. Like the first is making, making time for awareness mm-hmm. of the feeling of fear mm-hmm. so that you, and naming that, right? So okay, I'm in the bathroom, I'm putting my makeup on. And then I'm like, wow, I'm like, 
I'm really nervous to go out without makeup. Why am I feeling that? What, what is that? Why is that showing up for me? Um, so that awareness. And then you gave a couple really great opportunities to daily check in with yourself to say, Hey, am I holding myself back from this outcome is through journaling or movement. I know a lot of people like walk or work out and during that silent time, they use that as an opportunity to check in. And the other was new um, meditation or prayer. They're all ways to be still and to see. But I really love the other the, the other one that you brought up, which was um, I think counterintuitive maybe to some people, was the idea that you know if you're charging forward towards success, you should stop and back up and take a look at what's stopping you. Slow um, down so you can speed up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and for me, I mean that that is like my lesson that I keep repeating because I haven't learned a lesson all the way yet. Uh, but I, I remember a few years ago being a big conference and I, um, I was talking to another coach there and we were d discussing like be being successful and I was in a pity party mood and I was like, I don't know why I'm not successful. I'm, I'm working harder than everyone else. I'm taking all this feedback. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. And and the person, and of course, at that point, I thought they were idiots. Uh, the person says, well, maybe you just need to slow down to speed up. And I was like, like that makes no sense to me. <laughs> but it, it was that, right? It was pausing and then taking stock of what it was I was fearing. Um, and sometimes your success is scary if, if it's, new, it's a new state of being for you. So it is change, right? You may like consciously be rocking towards success and monkey mind and lizard brain are going, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Don't do that. Right. So we're fighting our own self sometimes on that pursuit of going forward. I love what you say because you're reminding me that a few different times at events or just reaching out to me, people I've coached have Around a, around like a period of time, I heard from a lot of people saying, wow, you really, you really helped me slow down so I could redirect and like just, you know, shoot in the direction I want. And I thought, of course, like my own critter brain was like, am I the slow down coach? <laughs> I don't know if I want to be that. And then I thought, well, that's good because that has been my lesson. And, and, that, and we do, our struggles are, are the gifts we give to others. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that more and more of us, I apologize about my dog, um, more and more of us are really embracing the fact that we can't move ahead and leave ourselves behind. Yeah. And that's essentially yeah. what you just said. And the other thing I was thinking of, and all, I think all parents, but even if you're not a parent, if you like kids and if you don't no judgment, but you can relate to this, like fear shows up like a, like a scared child and it needs some reassuring and, and it's not in charge. It doesn't get to show up and take over. You know, if, if, you know, you're on a road trip and you're all driving along and the kid shows up afraid, you don't say, here, you drive. Yeah. You never would. So it's, it's a really op great opportunity for us to stand into our wisest, most nurturing selves and, and address it and embrace it and say, you are part of this. You are part of this. And I can hear that you're afraid, but we're going anyway. And you're going to see, you're going to see how great it's going to be. I just sometimes too, if you ever think of the things like, what if you didn't do something when you were scared? Right. So I, I remember being in line, I was like just old enough to ride Shockwave, which is this crazy roller coaster 30 years ago um, in Great America in the Midwest. And 
I was petrified. I mean, petrified. I am a big giant scaredy pants. Um, <laughs> That's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. I'm so petrified. And it was so amazing, like exhilarating and scary and awesome. And I laugh, cry, snarted, far la, like all the whole yeah. time. It was <laughs> this experience that I would have missed if I let the fear decide mm-hmm. instead of it letting it inform. Mm. And maybe that's an opportunity to consider is instead of the fear of success stopping you, what if it can inform you of a way or a path or a moment that can help you stand in success and be authentically there with, with all the excitements that that could bring? You just give me chills and I'm going to work this out verbally. So hopefully it'll come up. But like you just made me realize that when fear shows up, it's a signal that this is a really special moment. Mm. Like it really is like, you're going to remember this because there's some things about this that are huge. So of course you feel fear because it's, it's, it's important and you've worked hard to get here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's something about that that makes it feel like fear shows up when it's really like going to be a big big thing you look back at and, and are so glad about. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. that be cool if we knew that? <laughs> what oh, fears here. This means- that was true though. Like even if you don't think in a positive way, but you're thinking moments that are sad. My father passed. We were around when my father passed about a year ago and I was afraid, but I remember, right? I mean, it's, it's there forever. Those memories are there forever because they're attached yeah. to that extra bit of sensory input yeah. and so what if what if we decided that like the fear is the signal that this is going to be something you're going to hold on to so pay attention right you might really need that to yeah. take you somewhere fears like the wrapping paper on the gift oh and what if you don't unwrap it Oh, that would be terrible. (laughs) That would be terrible. Wow. What an interest. And this is a great conversation. I have to go talk on this a little bit and calm myself down. I've got myself worked up a little bit, but um, it's such, it's so wonderful to get an opportunity to be coached with you and interview you and talk to you. Um, Some of the things you brought up. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Where um, the big, big leap was a, was a book that you'd refer to that right now you're kind of very happy with. Mm-hmm. some parts of really dealing with fear if it comes up for you we came up with a lot of them but um the idea of having a daily ritual to check in either through movement through prayer through meditation through journaling um and even just kind of reframing fear as an opportunity to pay attention to what might be unfolding in front of you so um i thank you so very much for giving us some of these great practical ideas to get out of your own way and um, I, I appreciate you. And it's always wonderful to see you. Oh, right back at you. You are a gift. And I'm just always in awe of the space you hold. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, we look forward to seeing you again on either another episode of Practical Wisdom or perhaps on one of our other channels like Practical Bounds or the Press Play Lifestyle. Thank you so much, Carrie, for showing up and being with us today. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, Jackie. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.